This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Welcome to the October 24th edition of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. Doing a little preseason all-NBA kind of a thing. Well, like the old all-NBA voting, they have three teams. So we'll kind of do it like that. Some guys will get put out of position, and we'll kind of talk about just how it affects the season. Obviously, preseason doesn't mean a whole whole bunch, and I really don't care about stat lines and all that. But just differences, high usage rates, really high efficiency different styles of play, anything that is just kind of relevant. So it may not be the best players, quote-unquote, even though that'll be the, the top. But just guys who kind of impressed me more than I thought they were going to, whether it's a new role or what have you, a new team. So yeah, hopefully this is more exciting than the Sunday night football game, huh? What, first game in 44 years to go to a tie without a touchdown or something like that? It's just ridiculous. Um, so yeah, let's just get right to it. The, the first team... I have to say James Harden, man. I mean, you look at his numbers per 40 minutes, uh, 27 points, 8 boards, 15 assists, 1.8 steals, 2.5 trays. The guy just made hit everyone that was open when you watched him play. He just he ran the offense, and Pat Beverly's going to miss 20 games or so uh, on the low end, 14 on the high end if he comes back in time from that four to six week. You're looking at like 23 games, so... Um, if you have Harden in a format that doesn't have point guard, he's going to get it, which is nice for fantasy. And man, I don't like, with DFS prices, Harden and Westbrook, man, it's going to be tough to to sit either of those guys in the right mattress, man. And, and I think that Harden's DFS price has kind of come up to Westbrook neighborhood. I thought Westy would be like 14000 and same with, with Harden. And yeah, it's it, they're... Bing one two boom boom um, and Curry I think they're they've passed Curry they've separated themselves LeBron's obviously a beast but those guys are just insane um, and yeah if you play season long and didn't draft and you're drafting tonight um, make sure you get yourself some James Harden number one I actually did a, a dynasty draft for my friend and I dropped about forty five percent of my budget and I was pretty happy with that uh, actually a little less than that it was pretty cool. Uh, so the leading scorer, we got to give him first team NBA preseason. That's Demar Derozan, who actually played pretty well. I, I'm not a Demar guy, but I liked what he did with with how he scored, and he didn't really look to pass, which is okay. But he he took a little bit more uh, in the paint stuff, and he shot the ball well inside. He had 45 percent of his shots total come in the paint. I like to see that. Uh, didn't really do too well. He only, he only had two three pointers, so that. I don't think that's ever going to be part of his game where he can hit 0. .7, .8, .13 a game. Uh, but yeah, it's cool. I mean, he's going to be pretty good. He's really durable. Um, it's just we, we know the drill with him. He's just so scoring dependent for both DFS and season long that you really can't count on him on, on kind of night in, night out. I mean, you're going to play him against the Sixers or anything like that for, for DFS. But nothing really to take away there. Um, 
uh, it was curious to see how Norman Powell would fit in the mix and if he would be able to take some minutes away. Same with Terrence Ross, who got hurt. Didn't really happen, so we didn't really. Dis- we're not, I don't think that the Rosen's minutes are going to drop. Um, I've talked before about Lowry's minutes dropping from 37, but I think Demar is going to be right there at the 36 from last year. He's 27, so he's a little younger than Lowry. But yeah, uh, he is what he is. Um, so moving to the forwards, I uh, gotta give it to Danilo Gallinari for for first team for him. I mean, he was just the most efficient player really for for high volume or decent volume. He had a 20.5 usage rate, 83 true shooting is just insane. He destroyed people. Uh, got to the line a, a bunch, and I mean he went to the line and he only played 24 minutes. Went to the line eight times a game, made 88 percent of them, and yeah, he just. It was lights out from shooting, his jumpers and everything. Uh, his above-the-break threes, he was, what, a, yeah, 67% from three. Uh, he only had four makes in the paint. So it was all jump shooting and free throws, man. It was pretty cool to see, to have a guy hit that kind of true shooting with only f- uh, four paint makes. Uh, it's just uh, it's just ridiculous. But, yeah, he's going to look good, man. We know we know Gallo's deal. He can get going. I think that the double big lineup should help him. They're gonna He's going to get a lot of open shots. And Gallo, he could hit him, too. And he's going to get to the line when he uh, fast break, too. It should be pretty good stuff for him. Uh, moving to the forwards, front court. Uh, same team. Uh, I'm going with Nurkic, and we could put him at center. Uh, this is just all about earning minutes. And he didn't play all that well, only 50% at the rim. And this guy is just always struggling around the basket, which is kind of odd for a guy who doesn't get blocked all that much. He was only blocked two times in the preseason on, I think, 57% uh, 57 attempts. But he just kind of rushes it. So you got to be, uh, you just, he's got to be better there. So we want to see him hit 48, 49% from the field. I don't really see that's going to happen with unless he kind of makes a quantum leap. Or something along, some or some kind of leap. I mean, uh, I had I thought he's going to be like 46, 47, but he hasn't really done anything to suggest he can even hit that. Uh, he was 44 percent in the preseason. Uh, he's had some really bad stretches where he can't even shoot 40 percent over you know an eight or nine game stretch. But his numbers were just ridiculous. Uh, his blocks were down. So that, that's kind of one thing. While we like Nurk, we want to see him get some blocks mixed in there. But um, and but again, he for him to play 24 minutes when he had, I mean, two months ago we were talking like, all right, he's only going to play 18 minutes a game. But chip on his shoulder and his per 36, 19 points, 16 and a half boards. I mean, he was just a monster on the on the glass. But yeah, so he's uh, he'll be fun. He's going to be a guy you're going to want to play in the right matchups. You, you probably won't unleash him early. Depend. I haven't looked at prices yet for DFS, by the way, but certainly a guy that uh, high usage rate guy, uh, and if he has the right matchups and he can make those shots, he's going to cash in for you for sure. So another high usage, high efficiency guy was a guy who wasn't very efficient last year. That is Mr. Demarcus Cousins. He was just unbelievable. Uh, we saw last year too many jumpers, too many threes. It pulled him down, but 71.3 for his true shooting percentage in the preseason is just awesome. I think he made 80% at the rim. Just This is the boogie we want to see. We want to see him just eat down low, and I think Jaeger knows that. 
Uh, Boogie also did really well on mid-range, too. But they know his strengths, and they got away from that too much last year uh, with him playing too much face-up stuff. But they're actually running stuff for him. It's not so much give Boogie the ball and just let him figure it out. They're giving him good shots, and that's that's just huge. He can he can score, uh, unlike Nurk. You know, Nurk struggles around the basket, but when Boogie, before kind of last year, he didn't really... He, he would fill it up. He would be above average for at the rim. He was him and Monroe for like three or four years were like one and two for makes at the rim. And you know, they got away from it a little bit. And now I think they'll they'll get back to it. And uh, Diego runs some pretty creative stuff. And it looks like they're going to be able to do something with that too. Uh, and then also maybe Rondo thing kind of hurt him a little bit. He's, he's not really a good fit with Rondo. Rondo pretty much thrives off pick and roll where Boogie's not the best role man. But yeah, Boogie's going to be probably the, the top DFS guy for forwards. Him and AD pretty much clearly. Um, but Boogie, you, I mean, 33 usage rate, led, usage, led in usage rate last year. So he's going to fill it up quite a bit. Um, sorry, I got the sniffles. My, my throat's a little sore here. I don't mean to sound like Donald Trump or anything. Um, but yeah, so Boogie rounds out the first unit of the, the inaugural all preseason NBA team. Super important. Uh, I'm sure Boogie's gonna really proud of that. Again, sorry for the sniffles. Um, Alright, so second team. Let's start with the point guard for the second team. New role for this guy. He is still the point guard. He is still one of the best players in the NBA. It's Damian Lillard. They're gonna play him off the ball a lot. Um, yeah, and he just killed. He got 40% of his shots at the rim. That's big. Uh, he was only 30% before, so yeah, preseason, but you could tell the way they ran him off the ball, he's going to get way better shot selection, and I think he's going to be 61-62 true shooting, the 63% preseason, which is pretty high. I mean, if you hit 60 with, with high volume like that, you're going to be really good. Uh, he played 25 minutes. We all know Dame is one of the most durable players ever, uh, except for last season when he got dinged up a little bit, but I mean, you could... He's one of the safest bets for at least 80 games next year. And even playing off the ball may help him too. But yeah, they ran high pace, 103. Everything was just coming up Rose Gardens for Lillard. So yeah, you could definitely roll the dice on him. He won't be quite as dime friendly, so they may run more through Mason Plumley, kind of sneaky. He may be top three or four for centers and dimes. Uh, and then CJ will get mixed in. CJ, man, he he can create. He gets uh, he doesn't get enough credit for the way he can break down defenses and draw doubles. And he's just one of the smoothest players around. So another guard we have here, and this is just pure, just another great high efficiency run from him on a new team. Uh, it's Jeremy Lin. He went with a seventy-seven point three true shooting percentage, and that's not even what does it for me. What does it for me is Lynn had a 105.9 pace. That's all, that's almost 10 possessions higher uh, than last year with the Nets. Obviously, Lynn, Lynn was with Charlotte, who was also kind of a slower team. But, man, they they know how... Atkinson's good. Kenny Atkinson is a very good half-court guy. And you could tell, man, they did not hesitate. Every, every defensive rebound, it was go. They... They didn't really rely too much on turnovers. They want to, though. So you could tell they want to be top five or six in pace. So the Nets are also, by the way, one of the worst defensive teams. They were, I think, number one in 
one or two and make set the rim in the preseason and they think they were like four they were in the top, uh, bottom five last year too so dfs takeaway is start guys against the nets uh hope preferably teams that aren't really awesome because they're going to get blown out a lot but yeah jeremy lynn again he, he's going to be busy man i think he's going to play 32 33 minutes they're going to run a lot of stuff through him they're they're going to run some high post stuff with Brooke. Brooks also taking three pointers now, so that should open things up. They him him and Fisdale. We'll get to them in a second. They really just want to just open things up for two teams that are routinely in the bottom. The Knicks as well. All these slow teams, man. They just they they lost their coaches, which is pretty funny. Uh, the way that just the NBA is like, and eh, now nah, we're we're just going to go ahead and go go up tempo, space it out every time. <laughs> so forwards. Got a couple power forwards in here, even though I'm gonna I'm gonna slide Dario over to the three. I love Dario, the homie. Uh, he was just wasn't too dominant. He had a really good start. I think he was like 65 true shooting his first three or four, but that dropped to 55 overall. But it's the assists. I mean, he was really good at creating. You could just see the way he breaks guys down. Um, he had four. He only had one assist, but just just the way he can run the offense and. I guess the threat of the assist made people um, just, I guess, bashful to guard him, and they weren't really, I don't know, it's it just the way he, he made the offense flow, um, like kind of hockey assist, I guess, for the way he could break guys down on face-ups, man. I mean, power forwards with face-up game is like everything nowadays, but the three-pointer and face-up game just creates, there's no more back-to-the-basket post-up players anymore, really. Um, and we'll get to, I guess, Embiid in a second, too. But I love Dario. I mean, no-brainer pick for a breakout. Um, if you got him after 100 earlier in the year, you stole him. I think he's going to flirt with top 50. Uh, it's just, he's going to be really good. Um, his usage won't be too high. Preseason usage rate was 24.7. That's pretty good. Uh, if he can get 30 minutes and get a 21 usage rate, I think that's certainly doable. There's going to be shots to go around. I mean, Robert Covington's not a big usage guy. Joel Embiid is. Get to him in a second. But Embiid's not going to play big minutes. Uh, they ran Dario. All of Julio Okafor's minutes came with Dario in the preseason. Again, there was only like eight, but that was cool to see. It just kind of goes to show you that this is Dario. You want everyone on the court to know how to play with this guy. He's gonna he's gonna be the offense. Um, so I think he may be the um, the best DFS guy, uh, or even the best um, season long guy until we see Simmons come around and all that. And it's it's Dario's show for sure. So the other forward I put down here is a guy that we've always loved, and he's always hurt, whether it's uh, weird nerve damage in his leg or rib injury or something weird. It's Terrence Jones, and he killed. He had a 28 usage rate, 55 true shooting. It's, it's pretty good. I mean, this guy, his career high is, I think, 19.3 usage rate. That was last year. He's always around, like, 18. So, I mean, that's almost doubling. Uh, not quite, but it's, that's a solid increase. And they, they played him, I think, 18 minutes overall next to Anthony Davis, who was out for a lot. So he's going to get, I want to say, eight or nine minutes next to Anthony Davis. And, by the way, Anthony Davis had a 40.7 usage rate. I didn't give him the nod because he didn't play enough. But Davis is going to take a ton of shots, huh? Got to stay healthy, though. But yeah, Terrence Jones, um, not quite too DFS friendly, but he could be. I mean, if he's under, he's going to be, I think, underpriced early. 
if he's under four, if he's under four for sure, I'd give him a go because he's not going to start. People may not be on him, but they're they're going to get away from the Omers and the Agences and all those guys, man. Um, and they also ran. They're running an up tempo style. Um, Tim Frazier as well, another guy who can distribute the basketball to the guys who can shoot it too. So. The, their backcourt, uh, Etwan Moore, another guy, low usage rate. So most of their backcourt guys don't dominate the ball for shooting. No Tyreek, obviously. I don't think Buddy Heald's going to really do anything with dominating the ball. Uh, yeah, so he's he's going to be a, a really Solomon Hill has always got a tiny usage rate. So there's a lot of shots in that front court, which explains why AD had a 40.7 usage. So center hinted at it. It's Mr. Process, Joel Embiid. I, I loved his preseason, man. Just a guy that is he's just so, such a complete scorer. He's got the jump shot, he's got the back to the basket, got the face ups. He ran some beautiful pick and rolls with both Sergio and TJ McConnell. Again, they're running a lot of stuff with Dario and him. They ran four five stuff. And it's man, it's a it's a treat. Uh, and then my my friend I also did the auction for. Uh, I got him Embiid. He has Embiid, Carl Towns, and Harden for a 16-team dynasty draft. Uh, he doesn't have much after that. Little Terry Rozier, who's my new boy. Get to him in a second. Um, but yeah, I, Joel Embiid, what, what else can you say? If you have a 38 usage rate, uh, you're going to have our attention. He's going to have a light minute count. So you got to pick your spots depending on what his price is. If it's low, you're obviously going to want to give it a chance. If you're only playing even 20 minutes a game, which I think he'll probably start uh, 20 minutes a game, if you're going to get a 30 usage rate, you're probably going to have a And then he can block a little bit. He had zero assists the whole preseason, though. Um, so that kind of stinks. But I think with 20 minutes, he can be a 18-9 and nine guy with uh, maybe a block and a half or something. So you're talking about what 35 fantasy points right right off the bat like that? I mean, there you go. You're looking at like what seven grand. Uh, so that's kind of your your break even point, I guess, with him, depending on the matchups. So uh, after two seasons off, I had my doubts at first, man. I saw him at Las Vegas. It didn't really seem like he was kind of into it, just kind of screwing around a little bit. But man, I'm a, I'm I'm all about Embiid now, man. He's 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 the boy. He's my boy. Um, so hopefully he can keep it going. And obviously he's got to stay healthy. Um, we will have to keep track of his back to back. So if you are going to use him and you're on a front end or a back end of a back to back, that's the risky part. So you're not going to want to play him in a late game or anything like that. And, I mean, eighty percent of the time, the 76ers are playing early anyways. All their their Philly games start. And by the way, they're also very front heavy with their home home games. So that's good because you want those early games. Well, he still has that restriction, so you won't have to worry about the late scratch. Uh, okay, so that's it for the second team. Third team, starting with the guards here. Again, I got my boy, Terry Rogier. I love this guy. Uh, only played 17 minutes, but 54% from the field, 1.33s. He's just, he's so good. Um, 2.3 assists to just 0.6 turnovers. I mean, his shot selection is pretty solid. 64 true shooting, 19.4 usage rate is pretty good with that offense, the way it runs. It, I mean, with Marcus Smart going down, uh, right out of the gate, I, I'm thinking about using Rozier. He, he is so much fun, too. Um, just one of the top five, I'd probably say top five or six guys who went from, like, oh, is he going to play? It was, like, 
three months ago, it's like, oh, is it going to be RJ Hunter stepping up or Jalen Brown? Or are they going to play Jalen Brown like out of position or what? But, man, it's Rozier. I mean, Danny Ainge is pimping him. Jay Crowder's pimping him. Obviously, Brad Stevens pimping him. Uh, Isaiah Thomas has even said he's going to take his minutes from him. So, yeah, Rozier is, is a guy that I've hitched my wagon to. And the past four drafts I did for season long, I've drafted him in every league. Uh, I, I, he's one of my favorite last picks now. Him and, like, like I said this on the last pod, all the combo guards, man, I always liked them and I could get them. And then the next draft, after that, it's like, oh, he goes up two rounds. And, like, after that, oh, he goes up another two rounds. Same thing happened with Tyler Johnson. Like, Tyler Johnson I liked and then kept moving on up. And now it's take Rozier. So, um, I, my next draft, I'll probably have to take Rozier in, like, round 10 or something. But anyways, yeah, he's just been fantastic. Another winner. Wasn't great on the stat sheet, but he did have six assists in just 24.6 minutes. And that's and I, I hate saying this because I'm not a big fan of his. But uh, Matthew Delvadova with the grit, uh, 6.8 points in 25 minutes. He's not going to score a lot. But I think he can give you 1.2, 1.3 steals. I think he's going to give you a 3.5. I think he'll be 45 46% from the field. And yeah, I mean, six, seven assists. He's gonna. I mean, you get those, and he'll be a decent rebounding guy for for a small. I mean, he's gonna give you four and a half categories. He's a good, decent free throw shooter. So yeah, you're cool with that. Last round point guard scarcity is always a problem. So um, Delvadova has really locked himself up. Not so much for DFS because he's you know DFS and more point dependent, but for season long for sure. Moving to the forwards here, um, Jamichael Green. I really liked what he did. He didn't really blow you away. Uh, 10 points per game, 6 rebounds in 24 minutes. But he just fits so nicely in their style. And Memphis, again, the, the two teams that have really, like, okay, they're going to run them in the nets. And that's good. Uh, so I think Jamichael has really maximized his chances. He, he didn't lose any ground. Uh, 54% from the field. Made point seven threes, got to the line a little bit, all that stuff that you want to see from a, like again, same thing. Face up fours, he can play a little face up game. Uh, Sixty three true shooting, he's not going to have high usage rate, but that's okay. You're probably going to see him at like the forty five hundred, five thousand dollar mark, and I think he's going to hit value quite a bit uh, with the way that Memphis is going to run things, uh, especially if they want to limit Gasol. We'll see. We'll see what the story is with that. But yeah, a guy that's really helped himself for who was not worth drafting two weeks ago and now he's moved into close to 100 um if if michael's out in the wire for you i would pick him up over most i mean danny green as a cut candidate um, even marcus smart who i do like a lot i would cut both those guys to see what Jamichael does same thing with della vadova i would i would pick him up which pains me to, again pains me to say um i forgot to mention kyle corver for my my other guard, uh, this is all just about hitting shots, man. Uh, you hit shots, uh, you're, you're going to make the, the team for me. Uh, 80 true shooting, 80.6, along with one make in the paint. It's just it's just Kyle Korver. He's looked great. Uh, when we had the, the Hawks preview pod, we talked about how Korver's kind of coming back. Missed a lot of shots last year, let a lot of people down. Was very, very empty. Didn't really do anything besides hit threes. Didn't even hit that many of them. So Corver looks good, man. And the thing that people forget, too, is Dwight Howard can create some three-point shooters. At the SVG days, they were all, back in Orlando, they were always in the top one or two for threes. 
So I think that he is a sneaky kind of beneficiary of the Dwight move. Uh, and yeah, and, and Teague's a, they're going to, Schroeder's not a great three-point shooter, so, and Teague is one of the best catch-and-shoot three-point guys in the NBA, really. But now they're going to get Corver in there to fill up that role, so I think he's going to be back. Uh, again, this guy let people down last year, but I think he'll bounce back. He's age 35, so that's a concern, but I think he's going to get 30 minutes. They don't, again, the depth's a little bit troubling. That Tim Hardaway Jr. had a down preseason, so, yeah. So last and certainly not least, he didn't have the greatest preseason because he only he didn't shoot the mid-range very well, which was his bread and butter last year uh, to really separate himself. That's Carl Anthony Towns. But, oh, I mean, if you see any highlight from him, man, it's... I mean, he, when, he, when you're doing step-back threes and you're 7 foot, 250, I mean, the, guy, the guy's skill set is just off the charts, man. I mean, he's going to be... Possibly a 25 and 13 guy with a two blocks, um, and he wasn't too great for DFS, but for season long, his percentages were so good that it really boosted him up. But yeah, I think he makes that jump to that AD Boogie Cousins kind of a tier for the the, the high end guys, where you're gonna like when he's playing the Rockets, you gotta play him. Uh, so yeah, that's it. So yeah, man. We back tomorrow. We back with the NBA. Three games. Uh, got the the Cavs. Got the Knicks on TNT. Pushed up a half an hour to move over for the World Series. The sneaky game that's not nationally televised. Get your league pass. Jazz Portland. I love that game. Um, I definitely. If the Warriors weren't playing, I would probably say that's my favorite game. But alas, it's uh, the Dubs. And the Spurs for must-see TV, always, you got to catch that. I'd, I want to see what Greg Popovich does with with KD and all those boys. Man, it's going to be something. So, yeah, we'll, we'll be back. Um, back on the pod schedule, man. I'm ready to go. And, uh, hopefully this cold thing goes away. I always, get, I always get sick at the start of the season, like right before for some reason. So, whatever. It's all good. So, yeah, if you guys have any questions, um, hit me up. I uh, should be around most of the day Monday, hanging around and pulling some stats. Uh, so you, and I'm actually also I should pimp too. I wrote a I'm writing and wrote half of it is posted. Very kind of a weird column. Um, I don't know how it came out. It's or I hope it came out okay. More for DFS guys. So it basically looks at where guys played their minutes. So guys who played multiple positions. So like for instance, Kevin Durant played at the three, the four, and the five. So I talk about that, what it means for other guys playing next to him. Kind of just gives you a feel for like, okay, whoever goes down, you know who the backups are going to be. So, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully it came. It was a whole new thing. I, I, I coming up with new stuff sometimes. So hopefully it's okay. Give me some feedback. If maybe want something that I could work in for the Western Conference, which I'm going to finish up today. So yeah, let's get to it. Uh, enjoy the season. Enjoy the week. Enjoy everything. Enjoy life. <laughs> Until next time, see you guys. Take care. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. 
we come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.